Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello, fellow explorers. Welcome to Siren Soapbox. Thank you for diving in and exploring with us. We're on a mission to explore beyond comfort zones because that is where growth takes place. We believe exploration is for everyone. It can take place anywhere, no matter your location or situation. And we've made exploring even easier. Check out our pre-dive episode number 105 and the description for links to follow along with us on all of our journeys in December. So many ways to explore, pick one today and experience life outside your comfort zone. Every once in a while, a book comes around and it's like a warm golden ray of sunshine through a long, difficult storm. Remember, a little book of courage, comfort, and hope by Paul Boynton is just that. And no wonder it is right up the siren's alley. Listen to what Paul has to say about comfort zones on page 75. I've never done anything creative outside of my comfort zone or big without feeling scared. I have learned to expect it and see it as confirmation that I'm growing again. I've also learned that being scared is a close cousin to feeling excited. Sometimes I can't tell them apart. Well, Siren Sara has a word for that, nerve sighted. (laughs) (laughs) And we loved all the synchronicities in the book, like being perfectly imperfect and keep moving forward. For our challenge, we read, remember, a little book of courage, comfort, and hope, and Paul had us reflect on a question for our soapboxes. What do you know that you're not letting yourself see? We don't have to get specific about revealing discoveries. It would be fun to talk about the question, especially if it opened any windows. Let's dive in. But first, if at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... Mango. Mango. First up on her soapbox is Murr. Paul Boynton's latest book, Remember, A Little Book of Courage, Comfort, and Hope, is just as energizing to read as Begin With Yes and Be Amazing Were. Remember is a collection of positive and motivational quotes that Paul has posted on his social medias over the years, and having them all in a handy book is quite perfect. Each post, if you will, is accompanied by some explanation or insight from Paul, and sometimes we even get a question from Paul to help us dig deeper into our lives and what might be holding us back. In my opinion, this book is not a read it one time and be done with it type of book. Instead, I find myself thumbing through the pages when I need a pick-me-up or when I need a little message of encouragement. I love this collection of thoughts and inspiration so much, but here are some of my favorites. On page 17, choose love. When you choose love, even when you're struggling, you are choosing power and hope. And power and hope will hold you steady through the difficult days and gently lift you into calmer waters soon. Page 59, you can make things happen. It's easy to make excuses, but a lot more fun to make things happen. I could not agree more. Page 105, make something happen. Today belongs to you. Don't worry so much about what might or what might not happen. Instead, make something small actually happen. Choose power over powerlessness and begin to move forward. Paul told us to each think about what we know that we're not letting ourselves see. And this for me is so much easier to answer in retrospect. I can look back on past relationships and pick out all of the red flags now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can look at the progress I've made as a voice actor, and I can say that it's been much easier than I thought it would be. I haven't been letting myself see how simple it could be to follow my dream until pretty recently. I I don't even know if I knew it was my dream until a couple of years ago. So this challenge from Paul came from page 14, and this is just one example of how you can take the little chunks of insight published here and turn them into a deeper thought-provoking exercise or conversation. Sarah, were you excited about reading Paul's new book? Well, I've been hearing the sirens talk about Paul Boynton for a very (laughs) long time now. And I've always been a little disappointed that I wasn't part of Siren Soapbox when Paul was a guest on the podcast. 
So when we started talking about the new book Paul had released, I was looking forward to getting to meet him. Now, after joining Siren Soapbox, I did read Begin With Yes, and I also started following Paul on Facebook. I really enjoyed that book, and it's always uplifting seeing his posts and the hugely positive responses from all of his followers. It's clear that he reaches a huge audience and is making a positive impact every day. We haven't had this new book, remember, for a very long, and I've so far enjoyed each inspirational message. I did think I'd be able to read it a little faster than I have been, though. This book doesn't seem to me to be like Begin With Yes, which was exactly as it's described on the cover, a short conversation. I remember reading that book pretty quickly and I didn't feel like I missed any of the message. But as Murrah has said, this book is quite different. I just I started just reading through it at first as I would any book, but pretty quickly realized that I wasn't giving each message enough attention. And as I would move to the next message, I had trouble concentrating on it because I was still thinking about the previous message. So I slowed down and didn't stress about getting through the entire book. And I found that reading a message each day and giving myself time to think about it has been a much better experience for me. So even though I have looked at each page, I've definitely not taken it all in yet. I'm looking forward to getting through each message though. Jess, what have you learned from Paul? Well, we all know that the sirens love Paul. The first book that we read of his, Begin With Yes, was so refreshing and actually very helpful in my move to Kauai, and I still use small steps at work. When we had a challenge to read his newest book, I was super excited. It was soothing, and it felt like listening to a friend. I love that Paul also has a love for checklists, much like me, <laughs> and is constantly reminding me to be gentle with myself, which I need to hear often. Paul challenged us to think about what we know, but we're not letting ourselves see. As I pondered this, I started to think about how I've been really hard on myself lately. I've been trying to focus on my goals at work and at home, and I feel like I'm falling short on both. Reading this book reminded me to be nicer to myself and to stop and think about my accomplishments instead of my shortcomings. I'm also going to take some time to write out some of my goals with small steps to remind myself to see progress as I go. I think I'm going to reread this book by sections and pick one at random every morning to have a nice start to my day instead of trying to read it all in one go. Though apparently Sara and I had the same plan without actually talking <laughs> about it. <laughs> Elsie, what was the question from Paul? Was that outside your comfort zone? This seemingly easy question was actually quite a bit outside of my comfort zone. I had some revelations about it, however. Life is complicated, and even when you think you're seeing something, people like to redirect your gaze so you're seeing something else. I cannot control what other people do, nor am I a mind reader to see others' true intentions. Also, sensitivity is a huge issue with me as well, and if I'm not hearing from someone for a couple days or maybe there's an off comment, it will send me spiraling, wondering what is wrong and I catastrophize everything. So here's what I can do can be the best that I can be and be kind to everyone and not take things so personally. Eventually the truth will come to life. So what do I know that I'm not letting myself see? I took this challenge quite literally and I cleaned all the piles of disorganized chaos in my house that I have been blind to for months. I even dared to enter the dreaded storage area in my basement. It was quite cathartic cleaning and sorting. I feel like I'm better prepared for the holidays now. I enjoyed the book. I must admit that I, it was not what I was expecting. It was quite different from Begin With Yes and Be Amazing. And while reading this one, I felt for me at least, just like Sarah and Jess, that it was better to read one page and really sit with it and reflect on it for a while before moving on to the next. I noticed a few small themes spread throughout the book. And I had a thought while reading Remember that I wish this book was an app. I could log in and say what I'm feeling or how I'd like to feel or how I'd want to be inspired. And the app would pick around 10 pages that I need to hear. For instance, if I wanted to hear more about the positive effects of being kind, I'd pull up pages 109, 122, and 131 and maybe read a longer section. And I know there's more pages from the book throughout, but I figured that out about halfway through and then started picking pages from there. I'll definitely keep this book by my bedside for years to come as a daily dose of positivity. Mm. Also, Junior Mints are my favorite candy, too. <laughs> TC, what do you think about the book? Well, it's interesting. I had similar feelings that, that the rest of you had about the book. 
Um, I started off with the question, though. What do you know that you're not letting yourself see? And this was a tough question for me. I mean, it's not tough to figure out the answer. It's tough to face the answer. It's tough to say it out loud, especially in front of other people. It's tough to face the answer because then it becomes more real and something I have to deal with. What am I not letting myself see? It is that I know that I am capable and have a good sense of what needs to be done and which path is the right path. That seems easy enough, right? Just trust myself more. Well, the interesting thing about this is that there's this little nagging voice that reminds me of tougher times. The voice that reminds me that about a year ago, I was not feeling capable or successful. What if I was right then and wrong now? What if I go out on a limb and the limb breaks? Each time I let myself see that I am capable, I risk being incapable. It's one of those crazy cycles that I just have to break free of. The page of the book that spoke to me the most about this is... I don't know the page number, but the title is <laughs> Let Go, Let Go and Feel Lighter. Paul Boynton says, let go of responsibilities that belong to others. Let go of things beyond your control. Let go of past mistakes and regrets. Let go, let go, let go. Then he goes on to say that it helps him to actually name and say out loud what he's letting go of. And so in the spirit of the challenge he gave us, and with the idea that I want to speak what I want, not what I don't want, I'm going to name and say out loud what I want to remember to see. I will remember to see that I am a very capable, very successful person who knows when to listen and when to speak. What I love most about this book is that I think each page or topic would be a great journal prompt. So I bought a journal and I'm going to reflect on each page as I write in my journal. Best-selling author Paul Boynton is back with a new book that will encourage, inspire, and motivate you. This little book will get you through the speed bumps and unexpected curves that are part of any life. Paul Boynton writes from the heart and speaks the truth. And why should we follow his lead? Well, he explains... I know what it's like to feel happy, safe, focused, secure, productive, and grounded. And I know how it feels to be lonely, scared, confused, anxious, scattered, and uncertain. I've had easy times and harder times, good days and not so good days. I've had successes and victories, and I've made mistakes and taken wrong turns, just like everyone. And although we may live different lives and have different realities to deal with, we share so much when it comes to living imperfect lives. With over 2 million people from around the world as part of his Begin With Yes Facebook group, Paul Boynton knows how to create a community. It's a space where inspiring and hopeful messages are shared that remind us of our resiliency and strength. Remember, a little book of courage, comfort, and hope is an easy-to-read, thoughtful, and personal diary of encouraging observations and thoughts that blend optimism with a grounded-in-reality honesty to remind you that storm clouds always pass, your dreams do count, and you are here to live a purposeful, peaceful life, no matter what challenges you face. Paul has always held a special place in the hearts of the sirens. We've felt his love and support from the very moment we met him on episode 18 of Siren Soapbox, 88 episodes ago. And we could not be more excited to have him back. Sirens, please help me welcome our good friend, Paul Boynton, to this episode of Siren Soapbox. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thanks for coming back. (laughs) <laughs> oh, it is so good to be here. I can't believe there's been so many shows since my last visit with you all. So it, it really is wonderful. And it's it's almost listening to you all talk. You don't even need me here for this podcast because you could just keep talking and uh, everything that anyone would want to hear would be said by one of you. So it's um, a beautiful experience to sit here and just listening to you all talk. So so we're off to a great start, at least. We'll see how, how, how it goes from here. Well, that's good. Paul, we are curious about yes. your answer to the question you asked us. What is something you know that you're not letting yourself see? I think that 
Um, there's there's one answer to that that I probably wouldn't share um, right now. And an, another answer that actually, just when you put it out there and, and told me you were going to ask it pop into my head, but it's that I have got to stop spending money uh, at, at the rate that I'm spending money. It's like I'm, I'm not being careful or thoughtful or um, and making good decisions about how I am spending money. So um, that's something that I I know, but I haven't let myself see until you told me you were going to ask the question and then my mind started spinning and uh, that's what popped into my into my head. It's I, I love the question. I, I had put it on one of my uh, pages and um, one of the readers wrote back and she said that when she first heard the question, she couldn't think of anything. And then she woke up in the middle of the night and it was like she suddenly knew what it was that she knew. And it it frightened her because it for, for the for the same thing that you just said, that it meant once you know, then you're you've got choices to make in terms of whether you're going to listen to what you know or not, and whether you're going to do something about what you know or not. And so I, I was struck with with the sort of like the the pure honesty of, of sometimes when we answer that question for ourselves, we actually find out the reason we haven't known it or seen it is because we don't want to see it and know it and we don't want to do anything about it. So um, it's a it's a great question and it's a tough question sometimes. And um, I, I guess listening to you all talk, I'm sort of having this new awareness that you can you can sort of access less dramatic kinds of things and more dramatic kinds of things. Um, and so it's it's it, it's not an original question. I read it someplace, I think, on a bumper sticker, to be honest with you. But, That's what it um, says in the book. Yeah, there's a yeah, bumper sticker. So, right. So it seems it's it, it definitely is a powerful question. And um, and I think it's one, you know, you don't ask it once and then you never have to ask it again. It's like life is full of things that we're not letting ourselves see. And uh, so you could probably ask that question. Um, what do I know today that I'm not letting myself <laughs> say? What do I know this week? What do I know this year? Um, and maybe maybe with experience and practice, it becomes more of a way of becoming more real with ourselves. I don't know. It, it would be worth trying. Hmm. Yeah, I think the reason why it's so much easier for me to answer that question in retrospect is for all the reasons you just said, when you're in mm -hmm. a relationship with somebody who's just kind of convenient, <laughs> mm -hmm. you don't yeah. really necessarily want to see all the bad things that are happening around you, you know, I mean, it's just easier, right, sometimes to not and, see those things. Right. And, and so, it's it's easier, I guess, in the short term. Um, in the long term, I'm not sure that it's easier because you're you're delaying sort of that awareness that maybe, as you said, comes um, later on, and then you look back on and you said, "Oh, I wish I had paid attention to that uh, red flag." Um, yeah, I agree with that. So, Paul, we all seem to actually. I, I, most of you are sort of taking this book in chunks, I guess. Most of us are. Mm -hmm. How do you right. recommend applying a reading or using this? Yeah, book? I, I think that's definitely the way to do it. And it's definitely how the book was written. When when I started the book, um, I thought that it was it was I, I had sort of selected the my fav some of my favorite quotes um, that I've done. It's been over 10 years now that we've had the begin with yes um, Facebook page. And um, and my goal was to then reflect upon what that meant to me in a more personal way. Uh, and I, I, what I wanted to do is be able to to sort of share um, who I am and who I, who I have been and a, a little bit about my journey uh, as a way of of adding light, a little more light to to the quote. And as as you said so kindly in the introduction, I've always written from the heart, and which which to me means I've I've written about stuff that I needed to hear, probably as much as things that I needed to to say. So, um, so I, I think that the the concept of a little courage, comfort, and hope uh, is is what I'm looking for too. So when I sat down to to work on the book, and I worked with a really gifted editor. Um, 
and it it I did it in chunks um, because it was almost too exhausting is not quite the right word, but it took um, energy, psychic energy out of me to read the quote and then reflect upon it in an honest, meaningful way. And so I sometimes I, I would get on a roll and I could do, you know, four or five or, or six or seven of those. And then other times I could only do one. And so it, I did have that same sort of experience. It's like, um, and, and it's not a linear kind of thing. It, it's, I, I like the idea of just opening the book at random and seeing mm -hmm. where it is or, or picking the date that jives with when your birthday is or the year you were born or some playing some of those games um, and, and making it not a, a book that you read from beginning to end. Um, I, I think I wrote the introduction because I wanted to sort of set the stage for it. And um, that's something that you would probably read from the beginning to the end. And then I wanted to conclude in the same way to have something a little bit more substantial and and um, sort of to, to introduce and to wrap things up. And then in between those two covers, um, I think the way you're all reading it for the most part, you could sit down and read it all. And I think that could be meaningful. And, and you could, I, I really wanted people to view it as something that if it would fit in your back pocket that you could keep in your back pocket. So if you, if you had a moment, um, you could pick it up and, and take a look at it. And I find myself reading it too, because what I say is what I need. And so I, I don't think um, someone the other day wrote on, on my Facebook page because I've been so I've been promoting the book so much on my Facebook page. They were annoyed by that. And, and, they said something about me being a guru or um, with millions of dollars and a, um, a car that I had never even heard of, I don't think. But um, <laughs> but it's like I never thought of myself, um, thankfully, as, as being any different than anybody else that's reading the book. It's sort of like we are people sort of, even though we don't literally know each other, we actually do know each other because what we're each going through is is very much the same thing not all at the same time fortunately we're not all you know ending a relationship or um starting a new one or um going through a disappointment or starting a new job all at the same time but we all know what those experiences are and it's it's universal and then I'll stop talking but the begin with yes community is people from all over the world which is is, is it gives me so much energy um and everyone is sort of sharing the same experience so um i don't even remember what the question was but that's the answer <laughs> <laughs> i love hearing your description of how you wrote this book it's like you're taking your own advice from begin with yes, yes. and putting it into action you, you know you mm -hmm. describe just writing it small pieces at a time which are right. those small steps that you talk mm -hmm. about and begin with yes and it's such a simple idea, but life-changing mm -hmm. because you can always go back and remember this thing is overwhelming to me, but today right. I'm just going to take one step Right, and everyone can do that. Right. And, it, it, you know, sometimes I'm reminded about how small those small steps have to be. Sometimes they have to be really, you know, it's like get up and brush your teeth uh, is, is what I'm going to get done today for some people. And um, so it's, it's. Uh, that that sort of you your comment reminds me of I, I talk to so many people and they say I want to write a book and I said well write a sentence and then once you've written that sentence you are writing a book <laughs> you can stop saying I want to write a book you can say I am writing a book um, hmm. and I think that's true of lots of uh, goals that we have um, you can either be dreaming about it or doing it and um, I think the doing it is certainly what motivates all of you and motivates me. Yeah, that's interesting. I um, have started pursuing a career as a voice actor. This is since we met and I, I begin with, yes, I'm sure played a part in this. Like it's mm -hmm. just little steps at a time. It's all I can do. It's all I can manage. But I look right. back over the last year, really, and I've made a lot of progress but it, you know, each little step of the way didn't really feel like it, but I almost have an entire recording booth put together right now. I mean, like, and I've been seeing a coach, just really cool things happening. 
Yeah, I, I think that is so it's like if you if you if you first of all, if you if you take one small step, it's so much it's not like one small step a day with me always. It's sometimes one small step makes it easier to take another small step and another small step. So sometimes at the end of the day, you've taken 10 small steps, but they add up in incredible ways and they don't interfere with you doing all the other things that you have to do, like, you know, taking care of your house and car and kids and and family and um, earning a living and grocery shopping and doing laundry. And you can do all those things and still find time to take one, at least one small step towards something that, that is important to you, to your, to your soul, to, to your heart. Um, and they do add up in incredible ways. Um, when you look back, you see how far you've come. So after 10 years of your Facebook page and all of those mm -hmm. quotes and all of those conversations that happen, and there are a lot of amazing people and unique people mm -hmm. on that Facebook page, was it difficult? I mean, did you did you have to leave some behind that you really yeah. wanted to include? Because it, it's not a lot if you consider 10 years. Right. Yeah, I definitely... Um, I think that's where the woman who was the editor of the book helped make that easier for me. Um, and um, there was something I think about, because what I did was I, I gave her like all these quotes and then I said, you know, which ones jump out at you? And I had already asked myself that question, which ones jump out at me? And we sort of put them into different categories and I found that there were a lots of quotes over the years that dealt with grief. And my hope is to turn that into a, a small book um, that right now, at least I'm thinking that that would be something I would just make available to people who are going through the grief process. Um, not that I have any special um, sort of calling to that, but a lot of times when I post something about grief, it resonates with people in kind of a deep way. And so all those we sort of moved out of this book for the most part. And so we found ourselves sort of organizing the quotes and and we might come back, circle back to some of the other ones and do other things with them. And um, that I think at some point um, you get to a place where you just sort of trust, um, and this I hope doesn't sound too trite, but you trust that the universe or or there's some force field that um that is is playing some role in all of this and that at the end of the day um what needed to be in the book ended up in the book and um and I could find 10 more that I wish I had put in there but I just don't even go there um because I I I guess I just don't need to have those that thought about I should have or could have um and like it's that, that that whole process of and we're getting off track so i apologize for that but that no, whole process of second guessing yourself or should have or could have or why didn't i that is such a painful and necessary step to go through because it's too late um and so um if you can learn something from that by all means do learn something from that but staying in a state of wishing you had done something different or picked different ones or I'm I'm really at peace with what ended up in the book and um I felt like the comments that I added to each to each quote I think um I really showed up as who I was the best that I could when I was writing that and so I'm at peace and I and I feel in some ways I feel like this is the most um meaningful book that that I've ever done um and I, I'm not really sure why I feel that way, but in my heart, I do feel like um, it, it's a, a, it's more meaningful or valuable than some of the other things I've done. So we'll mm -hmm. see. Go ahead. There I'll were see. a couple things that I needed to hear right when I needed to hear it while reading this book. And then I also have a friend who is going through a really difficult time right now. She's just not in the stage of her life that she thought she'd be in. And I'm like, how are you today? And she's like, well, I got out of bed and I'm like, right. you know, that's one small step. You did what you needed to do, you know, meet yourself where you're at right now. And she's right. like, well, my sister didn't say it's enough. And then I came across something in your book that was like, if you got out of bed today, I'm proud of you. And I took a picture of that and sent it to her. And it was exactly <laughs> what she needed to hear yeah. at that time too. 
Yeah, that I mean, that, you know, I, I hope that people will read this book and think um, this is a book that that I could share with somebody else, um, because all, all the things um, that the book touches upon, I think, are kind of universal experiences that we all have. Um, I doubt that you could read that book and say, I've never felt that way or I've never had that experience or um, I've never um, imagined that. So I, I, I feel like um, I, I hope that people will share it. I just put on my website and it, it, by the time this airs, it'll still be an, an opportunity for people if they can't afford the book, they can get a free um, um, electronic version of the book um, by just sending me an email at paul at beginwithyes.com and putting um, B-W-Y in the subject so it doesn't get lost in the in the email change. And um, I'll, I'll make sure people get a copy of it for free. So it's, um, I just feel like it, it, I wrote it for, for, Two million people um, on the begin with yes page and uh, and more. So hopefully, we can get it out that way too for people who can't afford to buy it. It was really neat to see all the folks on your on your page that bought um, multiple copies so that they could have yeah. one on hand whenever they found somebody that needed one that they could mm -hmm. pass on. It's just a a great group of people that you have on there. Yeah, really. You know what's cool about the page too is that, and this is another dream that I have moving forward is that I believe that the Begin With Yes page is actually a peer support group. And I, I think that there are some opportunities to um, sort of broaden the reach and scope of it by focusing on how, how much uh, peer support actually happens on the page. So people don't just you know, read what I write, they read what other people comment on, and then they comment on, on other people's comments. And I, I feel like there's sort of a epidemic of, of loneliness and, and probably because of the pandemic, a sense of being isolated. And, um, and when we're discouraged, we've, we just naturally feel more alone than when we're feeling happy and everything's going our way. And so I feel like um, that, that if it touches people in a way that makes them feel less lonely, more connected, um, more sort of engaged uh, with other people that uh, it's going to just automatically make people feel a little bit better. And I think from a mental health perspective, um, I think most of us during the pandemic had some mental health challenges of one type or another. And uh, that it, and we sought out people to keep us company, like you all kept each other company, even though you probably weren't living under one roof. Um, or seeing each other in person. And so I think that that's the community sense that I, I so appreciate about the Begin With Yes Facebook page. With so many people on that page and, you know, the millions of people that you reach on a regular basis, mm -hmm. do you ever find that the positivity that you're trying to spread is not necessarily met with open arms? I think that every once in a while there is somebody um, on on the page that um, is having a bad day um, or um, it's not a good fit for. Um, I think most of the people that that stay engaged um, that it's sort of like I'm preaching to the choir in a way because the people who are self-selecting and it's like, as my kids, when, whenever someone says something mean on my page, my kids all weigh in on it and um, <laughs> make less than, I have to sort of monitor what they're saying because they get angry that somebody's <laughs> saying something. Um, but uh, it's it's so easy, like, it's like if, you're, if you don't enjoy the page, all you have to do is delete the page from your favorites. So it's no one's making you show up there. And um, and so what, if you read this on a regular basis, watch for my kids, because they, <laughs> they show up every once in a while and they all weigh in and then they take um, screenshots of their comments and send them to me. So then I know to go looking for them and seeing if I have to censor or monitor <laughs> them. Or, uh, <laughs> so they're looking out for me. So Jess mentioned during her soapbox that um, one of the things this book helped her do was to be more gentle with herself. And mm. I was wondering if you had any advice for people on like maybe a strategies that you use to be more gentle with yourself. 
Um, I'll tell you what I'm practicing right now. And I, I, I think it answers the question sort of in a roundabout way. I'm practicing breathing as a way of being gentler with myself when I found myself getting agitated or, or frustrated or uptight or angry or anxious, or I've just been practicing the slow breathing, you know, breathe in, breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. And that's really been, um, it's, it's, it's sort of allowed me to get off the, the track that I was on and pause for a minute. And I, I do think that for the most part, we are our own toughest critics. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people look at us and imagine that our lives are easier than they really are. Um, and um, and we know um, what's in what's in our hearts, and we know what things are floating around in our head constantly, and we know the things that we're struggling with. And so, you know, it's great to be kind to other people, and I'm all about that, but, you know, let's be kind to ourselves. And I think as you practice being kind to other people, that's a reminder um, to be kind to yourself. And and I also believe that if you're kind to other people, you attract kind people into your life. And so you're surrounded by people who who will sort of remember you in their day of, of random acts of kindness. It's a really simple, again, sounds like a really simple way, but when I think about Jess, I think she's one of the most kind people that I've ever met. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I wonder Jess, the things that you say to yourself, if you would say that to someone else, Mm -hmm. I wonder if that would help remind you to be more gentle with yourself because you are such a gentle person. So one thing I was going to say, one thing that I actually do, because I was being very hard on myself a little while back, I put a picture of little Mary on my phone. Mm -hmm. That was Mary at like six or seven years old, just to remind myself to not talk to little Mary like that. Would you talk to a little kid like that? Don't talk to little Mary like that. I like that a lot. That's really nice. So Jess, you got to find a little picture of yourself and put on your phone to remind you yes. to be gentle with your with little Jess. I was pretty damn cute as a kid. Not gonna lie. <laughs> well, you're pretty damn cute now. So you know what Michael's been doing? He's been handing out gold stars. He's been putting them on my shirt. Um, and so I went to the dentist the other day, and I had I look like Michael Jackson. Didn't he put stars on? <laughs> Like, but I had stars on both my collars from like great first grade. So um, we have lots of gold stars to pass out. Hmm. That's awesome. You you had a couple pages about the rippling effects of kindness and Mm -hmm. the sirens have been challenged to do project inspiration. So that's where we send an anonymous quote to someone in the world, a random person and just something positive and uplifting. What are some ways that you like to spread kindness? I, I think that, um, is that directed at me? Yeah. Okay. I think that the, the easiest, most um, powerful way is just to smile at people. It's sort of like you change people's day by smiling at them. Um, and when someone's being um, irritable, um, especially as the holidays approach and everyone is like so stressed. Um, if you can just be nice to people, say something nice. If, if, if you like somebody's glasses, tell them. Um, I was just on the plane coming back. We were um, in the Northwest um, at Michael's sister's for Thanksgiving and coming back um, this young guy sat in between Michael and I, cause Michael likes the window seat and I like the aisle seat. So the middle seat's always empty. And he sat in the middle seat with the skateboard and he was, he was a nice little kid. Um, but I, I had this, I had a really a good sense of him. Um, not, not a good sense of him, but I, I could feel his, um, I'm trying not to be trite with words, but I, he just had some good energy. Um, and so as he was leaving, I tapped him on the shoulder and I said, you're really a good person. So go out and um, do some good things. And he was so touched by that. 
um, that somebody noticed that he was a good person. And I said, just go out. And he, he was, he was just beaming and he touched his heart. And, um, and so, and I really debated whether I would say that or not, because it sounded like kind of a weird thing to say to somebody that I didn't really know. And, um, and so I guess, like, when you, you feel called to say something, listen to that, to that voice that's saying, say something nice and it's, and don't talk yourself out of it because you're going to be embarrassed or you're going to sound weird or they're going to think you're strange. Or um, sometimes I have to say, we were um, at, out at a new restaurant the other day and this woman had the most gorgeous smile. And I had, I said to her, I am gay. So this, I'm not coming on to you. You have the most beautiful <laughs> smile I have ever seen. Um, and so it's, um, I don't know, it just, I, I feel like, the older I get, the the less um, the less I hold myself back from from saying nice things to people, um, and I don't make up things to say. I don't say your hair looks great if your hair looks like you just came out of the dryer. But um, yeah. it's sort of I, I think it has to be authentic. But we can we can find authentic things to say to each other all the time, and um, not hold not hold back, not. Um, feel like it's it's unnecessary or stupid because those those brief moments in the same way that a smile can change someone's life those those comments I mean it's happened to to all of us and we carry that with us for quite a while we remember what that person said um, that person said I had a great smile that person said um, I'm a warm welcoming person um, we carry that with us and. Um, and so I guess we need to to remind ourselves about those things about ourselves. And maybe the more we notice it in other people, um, so, you know, go out into the grocery store and, and don't leave until you've said two things to, to somebody that to a stranger in the grocery store that's authentic and kind. Um, there's just no way you could go into a grocery store and not think about two things that you could say to somebody. To, to the checkout clerk, I know this is crazy. Groceries are so expensive. Everyone's in a bad mood. And uh, so you're doing a great job. And thanks for smiling at me when I'm paying the bill. So um, I, I don't know, those simple little things literally change people's day. And I always am like, I'm sort of always, I always think about the long-term impact because if I smile at somebody and their mood shifts, and then they get in their car and they don't have an accident because their mood shifted. And then th that they didn't have an accident means that somebody else's life changed. It's like, it's just that that change, that ripple effect is so powerful and beyond even anything that we can imagine. So all we have to know is that by doing it, we're, we're setting ripples into, into play. And, um, and that's all because we'll never, we'll never see the outcome. Um, we'll never know that the person that wasn't injured in the car because of the accident that never happened became the president of the United States. We don't get to see how all these things unfold, but they do unfold. Um, and and so think of that. Think of how powerful, how much power we have to do good by such simple little things. Tiny little if you things. can change somebody's life with a smile, that's like an incredible, powerful thought. Smiling is so powerful. Like there's mm -hmm. this old man that um, he walks down my street every morning. I pass him as I'm going to work and he's walking down the street and I'll be damned if he's not out there rain or shine. I mean, good mm -hmm. on him. He just walks um, and he always looks mad, but I have started just smile and wave like as I'm driving past him. Um, and the other day he must have seen like at this point he recognizes my car because like at first he kind of did a double take the first time I smiled and waved at him mm -hmm. and then the next time he kind of gave me a little wave back like just barely raised his hand and this morning I saw him and he actually like smiled and waved before wow. I had a chance to um wow. I think he just recognized my car and I was just like you know if he if that makes his day better, and I mean, good on him for getting out and walking every morning. Yeah. It's the rainy season, and it was freezing this morning. I mean, I say freezing this morning. It was like, you know, low 70s. <laughs> morning, don't even but... say it. Just don't say it, Jess. <laughs> I know. I'm getting the death glare from LC. <laughs> 
Also, like, it could have just powerful. been his face. Rest in the trace is a thing, okay? I know. But he actually smiled at me and waved this morning. He initiated it. It made me that so happy. So but it's, and, funny. And it's it not just back. <laughs> right. And it's not just that smile, but you you don't know how he carries that with him for the rest of the day. And how maybe he feels a little less lonely than he felt the day before yesterday. Um, I, I think, too, we should all be on the lookout for lonely people. Um, and um, I gave some once gave someone a, a loaf of banana bread and they said to me, that's the nicest thing anyone ever did to me, did for me. Wow. And I thought, oh, my God. It's like um, and so, I mean, we're surrounded by opportunities. Right. Um, and so I guess we don't have to do much except recognize that we are surrounded by opportunities um, and, and then take a few. You guys are you. You guys are uh, are the energy, the force field that you you co-create in this podcast is very powerful, um, and it almost gives me chills. So it's it's what you're doing is really really good. Thank you. That feels I mean, good thank to hear. You for saying that, yeah. <laughs> you you all you told us in episode eighteen after we were recording. You're like <laughs> you have is special. Don't throw in the towel just yet. And okay. we've held on to that so right. long. So like we're That's still wonderful. here today. That is awesome. Quote you. There are. I can think of several times that we have reminded ourselves of that specific quote by you. Mm -hmm. That's well, a good thing. Because here we are, and um, you have no idea how many people you have impacted and how many lives you have changed, how many days you have improved, um, how many presidents may get elected. <laughs> because we put a smile on someone's face. That's true. It's true. I was, as you were talking, I was thinking, I can't, I know that I can't think of a specific instance, but I know that I have experienced a mood shift just from someone oh smiling God, at yeah. me, you know, yep. just a stranger or whatever it totally changes your mood yeah but it's but the counter to that is it's funny how when somebody doesn't respond to you in kind because i i walk down the hallway at work and, and i will just smile at everyone and say hello good morning how are you and people will respond back but then when you say hello to someone and they literally don't even look at you it's uh you know if you're kind of sensitive person i can really mm -hmm. just deflate you so it's, right. it's you know not that it stops me from doing it, you know, I still do it, but you, it's, I have found people that I'm not smiling at that person because I always feel worse when I smile at them because they don't mm -hmm. even respond. But well, and, and that, you know, sort of speaks to how karma isn't an automatic, um, it, it's not an automatic exchange in this, in this time zone. Um, and so, and you actually, what, what you do know is that she didn't smile back at you. What you don't know is um, how she internalized the fact that you smiled at her. Um, and so you didn't get the result that you had hoped for, that you expected. Um, and I don't know if any of you have, have kids or teenagers um, who act like they're not listening to you, but then you find out when they turn into adults that they we're actually paying attention to some of the things you said. Um, and I think maybe it's the, those smiles that don't get returned. Maybe that they fall into that category. Um, and so, um, so keep smiling. The elevator is a great opportunity to be um, nice because everyone just, you know, gets really quiet when the elevator door closes and it's a great opportunity to, um, to have a, a a good moment with somebody, uh, so I often take advantage of those those moments. Sorry, you also work really early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how early do you work? People probably haven't had their coffee yet. <laughs> I'm usually oh. there by six thirty. Oh, so well, keep smiling because. Uh, <laughs> But by by nine o'clock, they're saying that nice lady smiled at me again today. I feel good. <laughs> when they finish their coffee, it'll hit them. Right. <laughs> yeah, but then that'll be awfully nice if tomorrow when I smile at them, they'll remember yesterday yeah. or today. But that's all right. Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll catch you off guard one day. Oh, I'm yeah. always sweetness and light at work. Just ask everybody. <laughs> 
They're just asleep while she's doing it. <laughs> but we never know what somebody's going through. They could be going through a really rough patch for a long time and we don't know. Maybe they secretly look forward to seeing you every day so that you smile at them. Mm-hmm. Not so sure, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll, I'll go with that. I mean, you've got a beautiful <laughs> smile, so. You do. <laughs> well, thanks. So Paul, what is next for you? Well, the next thing um, I, I hope will include you guys because we're doing, and we've talked about this through emails, but we're doing a um, 21 day workbook intensive where people can, because I have the, the begin with yes, 21 day workbook that people can do, but we're going to do it with live um, Zoom conversations with me at the end of at the beginning of the course and at the end of each week. Um, and so I'm hoping that sometime after Christmas, but soon after Christmas, we could do one of these conversations about the 21 day workbook that we could sort of insert into the intensive. So, um, and do you, got, do you guys have that, the 21 day workbook? I think, um, yeah, I think we, do. we, we all, all bought have that. that. Yeah, we I all bought that, that, yeah. Yeah, and um, like if you could play around with that a little bit between now, like, and I would say at the very latest, the, um, oh, yeah, I have that's that. the, that's the, that's sort of the notebook and the workbook itself is, is smaller. Um, but, but go online and, and, and you can find it. And I, I'm pretty sure you have it because I think we talked about it, um, way back when, um, but it would be nice for, if there are things in the, in that course that, um, make you that give you things that you'd want to talk about or have questions or um then what we try to do is is have a a short conversation like this about the 21 day workbook with you sort of speaking on behalf of other people that are doing the workbook um which would i think add a layer of um sort of humanity to to the workbook so i'm hoping that we can do that so that's one of the thing that's that's next for me and um, I'm really sort of, I feel like right now I'm at a place where we just got back to um, Orlando for the winter and the holidays and reconnecting with my kids and grandkids and and the book is out there and just paying attention to that and settling down. And then I have a list a mile long um, of things that I want to do and uh, hope to get to. So um my my list is long. <laughs> my to do list is long. I love it. Someone said I love lists. And I love checking things off. So um, <laughs> you do, <laughs> do you do you add things to the list that weren't there, but that you did, so you can get credit for. I do that. I do, I do on my grocery list. On my grocery <laughs> list. <Ross> it <laughs> yeah, if I do a task before I get to write down my task list for the day, I still write it down and check it off. <laughs> did it. I know it's well. It's I'm good to keep giving myself credit, all, right? All the things, all the things we're doing. <laughs> well, Paul, we have our final question for you. It's a question that we're okay. asking all of our guests. Okay. What, what gets you out of your comfort zone and gets you excited to explore? Well, right now, what's getting me outside of my comfort zone is taking improv classes. Um, we, there's a, yeah, we, we did it last year and then we went back and signed up for it's seven classes and then a showcase where our class has to actually perform on stage doing improv. And so we are, we are next week. No, this week is going to be class six and then seven. Um, and doing that definitely takes me outside of my comfort zone. It's sort of like you walk into a room full of strangers that you've never met and you are immediately, is it, have any of you ever done improv? Not yet. If you Paul, haven't. Not yet. If you, if you, if there's, if you find, if there's a course near you, it is so exciting and so scary at the same time. I always feel like, Oh, I have to go to improv. And then once I get there, I have the time of my life. And so that's definitely moved me outside of my comfort zone. Um, right now. And I, I've asked for it. I signed up to do it again. And um, so um, I guess that's the the short answer um, to that question. What about all you? Do you get, do you answer that question too? Or are we out of time? 
Oh man, uh, nobody's asked us before. I know. Well, working towards being a voice actor is still something that gets me on my comfort zone. I meet with a, with a voice coach about every two weeks and I still get butterflies every time I get on the, on the zoom call with him. And I don't know why he's the nicest guy in the world, but um, it's sort of along the same lines as, you know, what you're doing. It's a little creative and it's, yeah. it's just scary to put myself out there and to think that, you know, like it's, a realistic career change yeah. for me at some point, And that's scary. Yeah. Good for you. Thanks. Now everyone has the answer. Oh gosh. Okay. So for me, it's been putting my artwork out there and trying to get into galleries. And right now I'm in two and um, trying to get into the, um, the Cincinnati art creative group. And they just sent me an email that I have to submit my artwork. And that's the scariest thing. And, yeah. but also exciting because I just, I don't know. I, I want to paint. It's what I want to do. It, I <laughs> go you. to bed sleeping, like thinking about it. And I wake up thinking about it. That's, that's awesome. What I love to do. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Well, first getting on this, uh, uh, podcast for the first time was way out of my comfort zone, as I think everybody remembers for me being so nerve sighted about it. Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, every, there've been many times that we've done things that just seemed crazy to me. And, and the most recent one, and I think the scariest one was um, when we went um, on stage and did our own um, stand-up comedy. Yeah. So wow. it wasn't, it wasn't improv. It was, you know, a skit that we, or, or a, a bit that we had um, practiced and what have you, but still, that was insane that I even did that. Good for you. So. That's wonderful. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. <laughs> Afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest rush of adrenaline was being up on stage. That was cool. Yikes. All right, Jess or TC? I think, I think for me... Um, there are times that I say yes to things like starting this podcast because I realize I don't want to do it or don't feel comfortable doing it. And so I say yes to move past that. Um, I am currently in the, the best, most healthy relationship that I've ever been in in my life. Mm -hmm. And I am somebody who has always been fiercely independent because I had a fear of depending on anyone else for anything. And so every time I get a little closer and let him help me a little bit more and open myself up more to him, it's out of my comfort zone and the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Wow, that's awesome. I love that answer. Mm. Uh, mine is just knowing that uh, I have these girls that are going to hold me accountable when we get challenged with things like uh, doing stand up or, <laughs> you know, just things like that. Like, I know that um, I might not want to do it, but I also don't want to not be on an episode and get to talk to these ladies for a week. And mm -hmm. so it's like, nope, well, I'm going to do it because I don't want to <laughs> not be on an episode and not get to see my girls. And uh, so, and I, I usually enjoy whatever we end up doing, even if I don't want to do it. That's awesome. <laughs> you guys have brought so much joy into to my day. I can't Aww, thank you enough for that's that. Awesome. Well, we're going to leave a challenge for our listeners this week. We'd love to hear from you about what's in front of you that you're not letting yourself see. And if you're comfortable doing so, share it with us on social media by using the hashtag Siren Soapbox or send it to us in an email, sirensoapbox at gmail.com. Paul, thank you so much for joining us again on the podcast. Will you please tell our listeners where they can find you in your new book? Yes, that the easiest place to find me is on Facebook, just at Begin With Yes. Um, and um, my website is beginwithyes.com. And I think um, all of my books are on Amazon. So if you just look up Paul Boynton, you can can find my books there. And um, my the new book just came out in hardback um, the last couple of days. So cool. now it's available mm -hmm. for the Kindle, paperback and hardback. So if people are looking for that and keep in mind that if you can't afford it, you can get a free copy. Um, and um, 
So there's no excuse. If you want to read it, there's no excuse not to. So I love that you're doing that. That's very generous. Awesome. Thank you guys. Thank it's you. Great to be with you again. Sirens, thank you for recording with us tonight. And thank you, fellow explorers, for listening to this episode. Send us a challenge to sirensoapbox at gmail.com. Join us for Movie Club in January, or just stop by our website for a deep dive into the Siren Soapbox world. You'll find information about our Movie Club there, along with instructions for registering for the event on Eventbrite. And as a reminder, our website is www.sirensoapbox.com. And until next time, dive in, stay curious, <laughs> and be happy. Thank you so much. That was a great Ooh. episode. That was fun. Thank you so much. That really was a Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag their latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.